Welcome to the Richmond Storm Voices podcast brought to you by Paycor, stress-free software built to help HR leaders recruit, manage, pay, and develop their people. The Richmond Churn Voices podcast is the voice and pulse of the Richmond, Virginia HR community with your host, Tiffany Fortune. Subscribe to the Richmond Churn Voices on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Download episodes at richmondsherm.org. In this episode, Richmond Churn Voices podcast and Christine Fay, HR Manager at Grenova and Richmond Churn Director of Learning Events. Sit down with Carol Fishman-Cohen, the chair and co-founder of iRelaunch, the pioneering company in the career re-entry space that works with companies to build and expand career re-entry programs. Despite the layoffs sweeping the U.S. in January alone, employers added a booming 517,000 jobs as hiring unexpectedly surged. We are experiencing the lowest unemployment rate in more than 50 years. Thank you for joining us to hear us talk about navigating talent pipelines and getting a bigger picture on how career reentry programs can help us on this journey. Truly uncertain times. Where does iRelaunch fit into the picture? Yeah, so this is a great question. And it is, it's just such an unusual time because, um, Yes, we've heard about these uh, enormous layoffs. There, a lot of them are in the Silicon Valley tech sector. Um, now, a lot of those companies are now, I don't want to say they're legacy companies like an IBM or a Dell, but they're companies that have been around for a long time. Uh, so there, there are a lot, there's a lot of reaction to it. First of all, it's very sector driven. You know, if you look at the, um, Bureau of Labor Statistics number, we still have um, very strong job creation, very, you know, very strong labor market. They, some people are saying, yes, it, yes, it's strong, but it's, it's about to turn or we have, you know, we have some, some signaling that um, those numbers aren't going to hold up much longer. But so far, it's been uh, a very unusual prediction of a recession with record low unemployment. Actually, globally, uh, it was, I think, unemployment went from 3.5% to 3.7% in the United States um, in this last report. So, yeah, it creeped up a little bit, but still very near record low levels. In the um, Europe and the OECD, um, let's see, 5%. Uh, in India, 6.5%. Um, so very low um, unemployment uh, in the U.S., certainly, and around the world. And I know that economists are having trouble reconciling that, you know, because it's, it's very unusual in the face of a recession. So I guess that's the first thing I'll say. Um, and also to think about what, are, where are the sectors that are just booming right now? Um, and, and not to generalize about the entire market from the extreme layoff situation we're seeing in the, the leading tech, tech companies. Certainly, we want to be focused on that. Certainly, there are going to be um, many more professionals in the market who are looking to um, to change jobs or, you know, to get employed somewhere else, uh, but also want to make sure that we're looking at this holistically. The other thing I would say is that at iRelaunch, we're the pioneering company in the career reentry space. That means we've been around since 2007. This is not our first recession. If we have a recession, this will be our third recession. 
And if you think about the first recession was the 2008 recession, which was much more of a classic, you know, deep recession that we didn't truly emerge from until probably around 2013. Um, and that was just at the time when, um, you know, career reentry programs were, there, there were only, you know, few, uh, dur- during that time. Um, and what we found at iRelaunch is, is every time we would run one of our conferences, uh, we, we used to run them quarterly at that time because we were primarily a conference company. All through that recession, every time we'd run it, we'd have more and more of these big companies sponsor. And that's because they said, we're forward looking. We're already planning for what happens when this recession is over and we are pipeline building. So I think we'll see some of that if we end up with a more traditional recession. And otherwise, we're going to see um, just something really unusual because this is such an odd labor picture in the in the face of an impending recession. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a great point. Um, you know, one of the statistics that really struck me um, that came out of the last SHRM conference we, we had here in Richmond was there are five to six million people missing from the labor market. And we know this because of the decline in birth rates and, you know, a number of factors, right? So even if we do hit a recession or some people are arguing that we are currently in one, it started, you know, I don't know, but, um, you know, the people aren't coming, it, it, it's not going to level set. It's it's not going to get back to um, where it was, you know, 30, 30 years ago. So now I, I think if your company's slowing down with hiring, it's the perfect time to really start looking at alternative talent pipelines. Um, and I think I relaunch would, would fit in, you know, perfectly because you're still going to need employees. You're still going to need workers. Yes, a super interesting point. The supply, so you're saying the supply is lower and you're saying this, there's, there's fewer people, um, in the labor force, um, than before. So you have fewer workers to begin with. Um, I think that's a really important point. And we're still seeing very strong demand. We're still seeing these programs. Even now we're seeing more programs start, more programs grow. Uh, and it's a, it's a complicated picture out there, but overall for relaunchers, I think we're, we're still feeling pretty optimistic about mm-hmm. the continuing demand. The other piece of it is global diversity being a C-suite priority, yeah, which we have not seen before. It used to be more of a nice to have. Now we're seeing um, companies uh, prioritize their, their, uh, global diversity as one of their top priorities that they are seriously standing behind and not just talking about. So for companies that are wanting to get started, and as you said, if we're, we're, we're struggling right now in the fact that we have um, a lower supply and a higher demand on open opportunities, open jobs, how do they get, get engaged? So how can they get started with iRelaunch? Right. So, you know, in general, how do they start with a career reentry program? Um, and it really uh, usually starts with one or two people inside the organization. It might start with uh, an executive champion, someone who's pretty senior, who is watching the landscape and wanting to make sure that their company is being or employer is being competitive um, in every labor pool Um targeting. And so they might say, we, we can't afford to overlook 
this pool, or they have a personal connection to it and they see almost anecdotally, but in their neighborhood or, you know, in certain groups that they're in, the caliber of the people who are not in the labor force right now, who they know would make up this group. And then they will be the passionate leaders for it. Um, and sometimes it's uh, someone else in the organization. Like we say, this is a very, this is a great time for a visionary HR leader to propose a concept like this, a career reentry program. Leadership development for every person involved, the, the HR leader themselves, the managers who are managing relaunchers for the first time, the recruiters, and of course the relaunchers themselves, you're changing lives, um, you're bringing in a high caliber labor pool, and this is often the type of program that is talked about at the highest levels in the organization, in the public domain. The CEO or someone in the C-suite will talk about their career reentry program. So I think a combination of, of those facts are sort of where, where the conversation begins. And then once the conversation begins and, uh, we, then we get down to what is, what are the logistics and how do you actually make this happen? And I guess just the short story is usually it's a pilot to begin with and then it, it expands from there. One thing I would add that that actually helps with the the conversation with leadership is if you're looking at those really hard to fill roles. Um, I know um, you know engineers right now are so in demand, and I know Carol. I relaunched partners with Society of Women Engineers, so there's um, some great reentry programs. So you have to start thinking outside of the box because you know, for example engineers are really hard to find. Um, I had a conversation with um, our CFO. We were having a really tough time, you know, trying to find accountants and controllers. And again, he, it was him. He said, are there any programs or are there, you know, stay at home moms that want to get back into the workforce that had been accountants? I mean, he, he was all for it because it was a really hard role to fill. So um, I think that helps if, if there's really tough IT too is another one sometimes that's, really challenging to try and hire people. So it's a great opportunity um, if you're not seeing those candidates come in to really look at those alternative talent pipelines like I relaunch. Absolutely, Christine. And um, the other piece that I probably should have mentioned before is just generally um, evangelizing the concept the way we talk, we're just speaking at conferences, um, writing articles in Harvard Business Review. You, you know, we're in, uh, we're, we're doing many fireside chats that are recorded and now are, you know, in the, in the public domain. And so the more conversations that are, ha have about this and simply the proliferation of programs, um, and the expansion means there are more and more relaunchers inside organizations. And so these success stories we're seeing more of, and that's part of our mission at iRelaunch is to feature the success stories. And that's not only to, mo to motivate relaunchers uh, who are earlier stage, but it's really to, to show it employers example after example of successful relaunchers, especially people who take long career breaks and then relaunch successfully in a technical role, because you're right, that that is one of the challenges is, um, you know, are, are relaunchers technologically obsolete? And we say it's a temporary condition. Uh, and relaunchers who are serious about relaunching are already starting on their own to 
reskill and upskill with high quality coursework that's available on demand, often free or low cost. Um, and we have many success stories of relaunchers inside organizations who come in and then respond well to the proprietary training that, um, that, uh, employers are providing. So uh, there are more examples out there of that happening too and addressing some of the most important issues uh, that employers have about or stereotypes that employers have about relaunchers. I guess the only other one I want to mention is how serious are these relaunchers about returning to work? So when we run our relaunch return to work conferences, we collect a lot of data on who attends. We've had um, over 12,000 people attend the conferences over the years. And um, we've really seen a shift in the last few years to 88% of the relaunchers who attend our conferences are interested in returning to full-time roles. So this is really important because 99% of the, of the return to work programs require people to be on career break and interested in returning to a full-time role. It's not gig work that, that we're talking about. Gig work works for whole other sector of people at different stages of their lives. But these programs in particular are primarily full-time programs. So employers are interested in understanding, well, what, how is that being received on the uh, relaunchers? Carol, I have to attest that 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 was certainly my experience. Um, I had taken, you know, a career break. And when I was trying to get back in, I mean, I was ready to go. I was so enthusiastic. I was, I was ready to be full time. And, um, you know, in some of the interviews, I, I remember, you know, a recruiter asking me, well, are you really serious about getting back? Or, how, you know, somebody else yeah. asked me, are you going to balance having a child at home. Meanwhile, we have millions of working mothers out of the workforce. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, I fortunately um, ended up uh, networking with my, then it turned into my then boss um, who, who hired me and understood, you know, Hey, just because you take a career break and you step away from, you know, your career doesn't mean that you're not prepared to get back in. And, and I would argue, you know, you're, way more prepared going back in because at that point you're multitasking so many things and, you know, you're really making it work because you, you know, you're prioritizing, you know, getting back in there, getting back into your career full time. So Christine, I know, I know what you're talking about. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting about should relaunchers want their um, skills that they've developed during their career break, if they have to do with caregiving or caregiving of children, which I will say is the largest subset of people who are relaunching careers are women who take career breaks for childcare reasons. Now, at iRelaunch, we look at it very broadly. There are men who do that. There are men and women who take career breaks for a whole range of reasons. But in that particular case, we actually get asked, you know, should I talk about my, quote, parenting skills in some way as part of my qualification for returning. And we actually tell people to de-emphasize it because you don't know who you're talking to. You know, it could be you're talking to someone who has been parenting and, you know, uh, working a full-time job at the same time. And they also are doing all of these things as a parent and they and I can be that impressed. So um, we that's something to potentially think about. It depends who your audience is. Um, and then the other thing uh, along those lines that we advise people is sometimes they'll describe on their career break, they'll call it like 
CEO of the home or, you know, managing director of the Cohen household, you know, that kind of thing. And we actually also discourage that. Um, LinkedIn now has this brand new category for career breaks that allow you to actually put career break, and they have 13 different reasons why um, that you can describe it as part of your LinkedIn profile. And caregiving is one of them. And you can describe, uh, are there things that you did when you're volunteering? Are there things that you did um, recent or relevant coursework? Um, and even we talked about if you have some sort of a occasional consulting uh, or you're, and you're teaching uh, one class a semester at a local university. So those are probably um, the skills and um, attributes and part of your background that you would want to be emphasizing the most. While we are at time, thank you, Carol. Thank you, Christine. This has been a great discussion. For those of you that are interested in getting more information on iRelaunch, go to iRelaunch.com. There's some great information there to guide you on this journey. Returnships one-on-one is one area I highly recommend for you to get some answers to questions that you have in relation to a returnship or getting a return to work program established at your organizations. As HR practitioners, we know that we are successful based on the people around us, the resources around us. I relaunch is someone to have around you. Thanks for listening to the Richmond Term Voices podcast with Tiffany Fortune. If you like our show and want to know more, subscribe or check out Richmond Term website at richmondsherm.org.